Hello, everyone. This is Christopher Irwin. I just wanted to take a moment of your time before you dive into the latest episode of the podcast. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded several weeks before the tragic events that struck our department on the weekend of November the 11th. If you or anyone you know is in need of help of any kind, please reach out. Reach out to a friend, a supervisor, peer support, the APA, anyone. It is at times like this that we must truly be our brother's keeper. Stay safe and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Austin Police Association podcast. This is Thomas Villarreal, president of the Austin Police Association. Uh, With me today, I've got podcast co-host Christopher Irwin. How's your day going, buddy? It's going good, man. The weather's finally starting to change. Like, I'm not sweating nonstop. It's, yeah. a, it's a great day in the Republic. A great day in the Republic. Bring a little Ron DeLord to, uh, to the podcast. Uh, super excited to, to bring you guys this podcast. Um, with us today, we've got Dr. Cece Knoll, um, who, th- thank you. I know we've been kind of talking back and forth, texting. I caught you on vacation, so... Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, very, very happy to do it. And um, I need to throw a, a bit of a thank you and a shout out to uh, to Officer Joe Brown from our peer support team for linking us together. And, um, you know, very we, so we had we had peer support on one of the very first episodes that we did. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back. It's, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe the second or third episode that we did. Fantastic listen. We had uh, Officer Bonnie Caudill on from APD Peer Support. Um, but like in that conversation, after that conversation, Joe and I were talking about stuff and talking about ideas. And um, I'll get into it in a bit and kind of figure out that connection that y'all have. But i um, you know, super excited that he connected us and super excited that after we were kind of hard to get in touch with for a month and a half or so that you still showed up today. So, so thank you very much. Um, you want me to call you Cece, Dr. Noel? What? Cece's fine. Okay. Cece, will you take a moment and just kind of introduce yourself to people? Uh, like who are you? What do you do? Who do you work for? And uh, all those good things. Yes, definitely. Well, I am Dr. Cece Knoll. I am a family nurse practitioner and a mental health clinical nurse specialist. And I am the manager over the City of Austin Health and Wellness Clinic, which is located off of East Ben White. Um, and we, I work for Premise Health. Uh, we contract with the city to provide the clinic and primary care services, as well as acute and episodic services. We see patients uh, who are on the city-sponsored health insurance plan, uh, anyone ages 18 and over, so the employee and their adult dependent that's over the age of 18. And we are a full-service clinic. Uh, We are just like a community clinic, but we are only there for the City of Austin employees. And we do primary care, we do women's health, we do uh, chronic disease management, so hypertension, thyroid disorders. We also have a very strong emotional health um, piece that we can provide um, depression, anxiety, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. We have a very strong um, support system there for individuals, and we can do 
uh, medication management as well for that. So we are full service. We are here to provide the health care needs of the city of Austin employees, and we just want to get the word out there and be available to anyone who needs us. So you, you talk about full-time city of Austin employees. Obviously, that's all of our police officers, all of our APA members, um, adult dependents. So that's adult children and spouses and yes. pretty much any adult that's on that's on your city-sponsored insurance, whether you have the HMO or the PPO, you can come in there. What Where are you guys located at? Uh, we're located at 5202 East Ben White Boulevard, uh, Suite 500. Um, although we are very close to human resources, we um, have nothing to do with that. <laughs> we are uh, bound by HIPAA regulations, sure. and none of our information for any patient is shared with human resources or anyone else without uh, written or verbal consent from the patient. Uh, we even have a separate uh, IT department. Uh, our computers do not work outside of the of the clinic. So even if there was some uh, person trying to, you know, break through the IT um, firewalls of the city, they would not reach ours because we have very, very strict layers of um, uh, firewalls and protection for, um, you know, the health uh, information for each individual. I do want to clarify one thing. As of right now, we are not able to process the HMO insurance. And I want to clarify that a little bit. Because HMOs require you to assign a primary care provider who is in network, um, the Blue Cross HMO right now does not allow us to be in network for the HMO. So we can provide acute care and we can do everything we can uh, to provide care but if the patient needs a referral, they have to go to an outside primary care provider in order to uh, get that referral out for, say, a colonoscopy or uh, something along those lines. So the HMO is a little bit tricky. Uh, we can provide the care. Uh, we just can't provide the referral to an outside provider and have that necessarily be covered by the HMO. So if someone is on the HMO insurance, the best thing to do is call uh, or make an appointment and we can walk through that and talk through that and find the best way to get you the care that you need. But for the PPO or the high deductible plan, mm -hmm. Um, for the PPO, um, there is no cost to the employee or the dependent, and that includes anything we do in the clinic as well as any labs that we draw. So any labs that we send out, uh, those are also covered. Um, if we refer out into the community to, let's say, a uh, radiology for an x-ray or other things, then your insurance would would kick in and all of the deductibles and everything would be uh, managed just like any other claim. For the uh, high deductible individuals, um, you will pay a $45 visit fee 
And that includes anything that we can do in the clinic as well as any labs that we send out uh, for that patient. Um, and the same goes there. If we refer for an X-ray or colonoscopy, the insurance would kick in just as usual that sure. way. So, so Dr. Noll, I kind of have a question. You talked about um, a, acute care, so I, I want to rewind back a little bit. Say, say I have the HMO and I feel that uh, I have strep. I'm not a doctor, but pretty good at uh, figuring out what's going on. Would that be something that's more of acute care where we could call and make an appointment um, rather than an officer trying to go to an urgent care or maybe they can't get in with their PCP? Absolutely. That's exactly. And we can do chronic disease management and, and, and we can function as your primary care, but you'll still have to have a primary care in the community that you keep up with. Um, we had an example where somebody wanted us to be their primary care. We can function as your primary care, but you would still need to go maybe once a year to your primary care in the community, and then they would have to generate any referrals or things like that for you know through the HMO. So, but that is correct. Acute care um, things that um, come up. You know, maybe you have a, a sprained ankle, and you know want to make sure that something you know, happens, something needs to get uh, further evaluated to determine if you need an x-ray, we would not be able to order the x-ray and, and get the report back. Um, but we could say, yeah, I think you really do need to get an x-ray with this. So follow up with your primary care, get the appointment, and then uh, go from there. Or if it's something more uh, more complex than that, we would say, you know, you need to go to the ER or you need to go to urgent care to get that evaluated sooner than later. And, and do y'all have same day and walk-ins available or? We are not a walk-in clinic. We are by appointment only, but we do have uh, set, set aside every day same day appointments. So if call you, ahead, exactly. If you call the number in advance, um, or if you are already registered through our portal, which is mypremisehealth.com, um, you can schedule your own appointments that way. You go in, um, you have to register the first time, but anyone who's on the health insurance, uh, their information is already in there. Uh, you can register the first time and then you can go in and uh, schedule an appointment you know, from your phone. We have a, a phone app as well. It's very convenient. Uh, you can cancel appointment if something comes up and you're, you know, stuck in a meeting or something. Uh, you can get on your phone, cancel or reschedule the appointment and, you know, no harm, no foul. So I'm going to go back to something <clears throat> that, you know, particularly our, our police officers, uh, if they didn't hear the first time, they're, they're going to want to hear the second time. So if I've got an HMO or a PPO and it's a situation where I just need to be seen and I get an appointment, my out-of-pocket cost is? Zero. Zero. Okay. Zero. How long have you guys been around and how, how do we not know about this yet? Because <laughs> you would think that a, a deal that great uh, that's, you know, seeing providers that, seems to be subsidized by the city, but not kind of connected, fully connected with the city. Mm -hmm. um, how, how long have you, I guess that just my mind goes to how long has, has the partnership been there and, and how long have, have you guys been, been partners with the city? Yes, we've been partners uh, going on three years. However, 
the clinic was not opened. Uh, we're celebrating two years of being open just this uh, November, December, basically. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and we've had uh, we have a full time nurse practitioner, Amanda Milam, and we have a full time medical assistant, Christina Romero, and um, both of them uh, run the clinic. They um, make sure that all of the um, Patients who come in, you know, get to the right place. We take care of them. One of the things that we're seeing a lot of, obviously, is we can do your biometric screening uh, without any difficulty. Um, We can do an annual physical exam. We're seeing a lot of those right now, people kind of trying to get in. And those are no cost, even if you're on the uh, high deductible plan. Uh, You are um, allowed one annual physical exam and the associated labs, preventive labs, uh, each year. And so there's no cost even to the high deductible plan for those. Um, But yes, we've been around a couple of years. Um, We... um, even have two dedicated parking spots, um, although we had one of our signs was damaged, and we can't quite figure out how it happened, but that's okay. We we <laughs> we uh, recovered it, and um, sometimes I think we're a little difficult to, to find, um, but I always say if you go to Suite 500 at that uh, 5202 East Ben White, um, and you're facing the building, we're the farthest double doors on the left. And the two parking spaces are right there in front. So um, hopefully uh, you can find us. But if you go in the wrong door, they know to, you know, Boot point you, you in the there. Hall. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> so 5202 East Ben White, that's, was that that kind of building complex with the Mexican-American, is the, the consulates over there? Correct. And uh, so yes. for for officers that have, Never worked Henry Sector, um, right? It's kind of north, north side of East Ben White, just to the west of Alvin Devane, um, kind of tucked back in in some trees between Alvin Devane and Woodward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way closer to Alvin Devane. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, there's a business complex kind of between the Frontage Road and Old Torf. You can actually get to it from Old Torf as well. Um, yes, but, uh, yeah, if you, if, if you have trouble finding it, just drive around and you'll, you'll see kind of, there's a few buildings back there and, um, we've actually did some meet and confer negotiations and in one of those buildings and very, very nice buildings. I don't know how long the city's owned them or, or who built them, but there's, uh, some nice facilities back there. And, uh, I think they're doing new employee orientation. Um, as I've, Actually, I know they're doing new employee orientation in the building that we're in. And so um, we've really encouraged new employees to just stop by to say hi. Uh, And if we're able, we'll take you on a little tour. Um, And we are going to um, start um, giving... Uh, having the opportunity for new employees to register for a little prize drawing we're going to do every quarter. Um, The last time we did this last campaign that we did was for skin screenings. And we had a couple of really nice baskets that if you came in for your annual skin screening, that uh, you could get entered into a raffle for a couple of nice baskets. And, you know, anybody that spends any time outdoors, which even though you think it's short periods of time, it adds up over the day. So if you're outdoors uh, in the direct sunlight without sunscreen on for any more than 10 minutes, 
you need to make sure you're wearing sunscreen. And you also need to make sure that you're getting an annual skin assessment. So so every single police officer that wears a short sleeve shirt um, four yeah. days a week as they're riding around in a car, on an ATV, on a bicycle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the population I'm talking yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah. I uh, I remember being on day shift, uh, working Baker Sector in 2013. So like, uh, Dr. No likes like West, like true West Austin. Um, and I would go run around and, you know, keep my windows down and try to engage with people as I'm patrolling neighborhoods and stuff like that. And uh, like my left arm was significantly darker than my right <laughs> arm. And I was like... I don't know how to get rid of this weird patrol officer tan. My wife used to make fun of me about it. She's like, your arm tan situation is is comical. Yeah. I was like, I, I, there's nothing I can do. Like like try to lean over and get some sun on the right arm. Like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with that. Um, Yes. So though you are exactly the person that would need to wear sunscreen. Sounds like just on your left arm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, so I was, I worked a UT game, um, I don't know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And, uh, you know, kind of, I've, I've got, I feel like I've got a full head of hair, but uh, recognize that maybe it's not as full as it used to be. And, you know, just standing around in the sun for hours, um, like definitely sunburned my scalp where it's uh, not as thick as it used to be. And I was joking with another officer and I was like, yeah, I need to get a hat <laughs> and, yes. and and put on this head because, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how the guys that shave their heads do it. but So, Dr. Nell, you kind of touched on it. We're talking about these skin screenings. Say something like that or an officer. Um, I'm going to use a poor example, but they come in because their their knee is bothering them or something like that. Since y'all work for the city, um, are you automatically reporting and are these guys going to get put on light duty or something like that? Um, We would assess the situation. Um, You know, we don't do occupational health. So if it's an occupational injury, uh, you would just go through your regular uh, occupational um, through your uh, HR uh, business partner. Um, For us, if you don't think that it's necessarily related or you don't feel that you're going to pursue having workers comp for it, then yes, we would want to see you. We might say, you know what, you need to rest this for a couple of days. Um, What do you need in order to have your supervisor understand that we've put you on, uh, you know, light duty or what, what, documentation do you need we will not automatically send anything anywhere about anyone unless you specifically sign a release of information to that specific person or entity or you give us verbal permission and we document that in the record that you have given us verbal permission to speak with your supervisor or uh, the the uh, peer support individual. So you're not automatically saying like, "Hey, this guy, he's he's currently not fit for duty." Um, you're you're putting the onus on the officer, even though you're a city facilitated clinic. That you're not calling my commander and telling them, "Hey, Christopher can't work today." Um, That's correct. We would not automatically call anyone or speak with anyone unless you ask us to do so. Um, And, you know, we can 
what we can do is we can assess and we can make recommendations and hope that you would follow an appropriate treatment plan. But ultimately, you're an adult and you can handle what you need to do for yourself and what's best for you. And I think the second part to that is you, you guys are also, if I am going to go through workers' comp, like not going to be my workers' comp doctor. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, kind of good, good and bad, right? Like it, perhaps guys go and y'all are the best clinic in the city and, you know, I'd I've had my share of on-the-job injuries and and dealt with some really really fantastic uh, places that that take workers' comp and have dealt with some very terrible places with workers' comp and so yep. it is what it is. Um, yep. You know, I think that's maybe the give and take of of not having to worry about information flow back to the city, back to the department, but also like, hey, we can't, we're not going to get involved in that other. Yes. often overcomplicated process that is Texas workers' comp. Yes. Um, I will say we are one of the best clinics in the city. So. Boom. You heard it here first. <laughs> <clears throat> the, the wonderful thing about that is, is that our goal is to reach as many City of Austin employees as possible to um, get them healthy and, and get them to stay healthy and well. Um, and that's the goal of the city. Um, that's why they have fortunately decided to focus um, there on health and wellness. We really focus on the health and wellness piece of it and prevention. So we want people that haven't been to a doctor, you know, since the last time you broke your leg. Those are the ones we want to come in and start getting caught up on cancer screenings and other screenings um, that uh, hopefully we can determine where you're at in your health and then help to develop a treatment plan to prevent any either further illness or make sure that you stay as healthy as you are. So one of the things that comes to mind for, for me when, when we talk about wellness, right? Like uh, the first place my mind goes is mental health wellness and, and, and we'll get into that in here in a minute. But, um, Another place, especially for for our police officers, but if I if I look more globally, you know, across the I don't know, there's probably twelve thousand city of Austin employees. <clears throat> you know, I I recognize that some of the the traumas that that our people kind of live with and and deal with, like our brothers and sisters at fire, deal with those um, to you know, to varying degrees, uh, you know, our, our brothers and sisters at EMS, right. And those folks have an incredibly tough job, um, and, and deal with a, a lot of the same things that we do, right. It, they're, they're different jobs and we're exposed to different stuff, but, but we all have, we all share in that we're, you know, oftentimes dealing in, in terrible situations. Um, and then that probably, you know, I, I, I'm ignorant, like in the truest sense of the word, like I'm, I am ignorant to the, the issues that are affecting other city employees, but, you know, just understanding that life happens sometimes and sometimes it's nothing more than that. But I say all that to say, like another place that my mind goes is, you know, my vice president, this place, you know, sits two offices down. He's getting mad at me that I'm, that I talk about this, but <laughs> like, I, I'm really hard on him about his tobacco addiction mm -hmm. and I've got him to quit dipping one time before. Mm -hmm. 
and I give him crap all the time where I'm like, dude, like you got to stop dipping at some point. Like it's mm-hmm. a bad habit. You started in the military. Like I get, you've been dipping for 25 years. Like I don't want to see you get cancer. You're, I don't want to see your kids deal with you getting cancer. Like knock it off. Um, we have a tendency as a profession to, I don't know, maybe self-medicate with alcohol and I'm enjoy bourbon as much as the next guy or gal. And, you know, like to, to, sit down and drink a couple cold beers, uh, you know, and shoot the breeze with my buddies. Um, but I also recognize that, you know, that's a slippery slope for lots of people and it's a coping mechanism that for whatever reason has been normalized and accepted maybe too much. Um, but do you guys have any programs or y'all do anything to help with, you know, quitting smoking, quitting dipping, like a, a, a tobacco cessation um, programs or, you know, hey, uh, I, I, I'm drinking too much. You know, is, is there anything on those two fronts that you guys have or are working on? Uh, substance use disorders are, um, through the COVID pandemic, um, increased by around 18 um, percent. We are seeing it in the the highest numbers that we've ever seen it. Um, The short answer to that is yes, we do have some programs uh, for, for example, for tobacco cessation. um, Because number one, it's uh, something that financially impacts you, uh, not only from purchasing the the tobacco product, but also through, um, you know, your health insurance and how that impacts it. Um, And we do have the ability to work with an individual. There are medications that can be appropriate for individuals. Um, And then the the, uh, healthy program that that is available to employees as well, that uh, has a smoking cessation or tobacco cessation program that um, is available. So there's that. Um, as far as substance, other substance use, whether that be alcohol or illicit drugs, um, we work with community providers to be able to assess the level of use and whether it is high-risk drinking uh, or use, or whether it is recreational use, or whether it is truly a disorder that needs immediate um, uh, treatment in a facility. So we're able to help um, assess where the pa- the patient is sure. in the process, uh, and to direct to the appropriate resources in the community. Kind of connect people to yes. where where they need to be. So maybe maybe I know I have a problem, or I think I have a problem, or you know I've I've had some rock bottom moment or a near rock bottom moment, and. And I've been to the clinic or I know of the clinic because I listen to this podcast or, or someone's told me about the clinic and I find myself over there and I come to one of the providers and say, hey, I think I need some help. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking too much. You guys aren't going to say, hey, we don't do that. Sorry. Uh, have, best of luck to you. You guys are going to actively work to help folks. And again, uh, you know, to your point earlier, like this is, this is for police officers that work at the city. This is for firefighters, for EMTs, for folks that work in the parks and rec department, for folks that work in finance and HR, folks that work at city hall, folks that work in every nook and cranny of the city. Y'all, as long as they have city insurance, 
you got their, their, their welcome at the clinic. And yes, so absolutely. It's a, a fantastic opportunity there for, for all, like I said, all, all, I don't know what the number is. It used to be 12,000, but, um, I think it's about that. Yeah. You know, like at such a, such a great resource. And, and I, I tell folks all the time. So like we, we are lucky at the police department that we have a peer support team. Um, and I think we're lucky that we have the people in peer support that we have, um, and they, they do fantastic work and they do a lot of work. Um, and so like the ability for our members to like reach out to us and us get them connected with peer support or reach out to peer support. And then between the two of us, you know, if peer support doesn't have a, a, you know, access to some resource or a contact, like they get with us and we kind of work it out together, whether we have one and we're giving it to them or, you know, someone comes to us and we need to get them with peer support to get that resource. Or, you know, there's been times where, I mean, I've, I've cold emailed uh, a, a doctor that works at the UT med uh, school for an officer, just like, Hey, we're having trouble with this. Can you help? You know? And so, um, so like I said, we're, we're lucky in, in the police department that we have people kind of dedicated to those, to those endeavors. And, and I think it's fantastic that you guys exist and it's fantastic that for whatever reason, if someone didn't feel comfortable coming to us or didn't feel comfortable going to peer support, that they could go straight to you guys and, and get connected with resources. But then also for all the other city of Austin employees that might not have a peer support team uh, available to them, just the, the ability to go, to a place and and know that you're going to get treated well. It's going to be confidential and and you can get connected with with those things that you need to be connected with. Yes, it is a really a great opportunity. We've worked with um, Joe Brown and the entire team, uh, sp peer support team. Uh, we've worked very closely uh, together. Um, to make sure or try to make sure that every officer is aware, uh, number one, that we exist, and number two, that we are a safe space to discuss um, issues that may be at the forefront of their life right now. Um, I know that it, it's very difficult for, for anyone, and you shared that earlier about the, the difference in the things that you guys see in your day-to-day life. -day line of duty, fire, EMS, police. Um, and sometimes there just isn't a safe place to just lay it all out there. Mm -hmm. We're able to do that. <clears throat> We're fortunate that we do have the ability to spend sometimes 30 to 45 minutes with a patient and be able to really get down to what the issue is so that we can then get resources or we can begin to heal or if medication is appropriate we can start that and we can monitor you very closely because it doesn't cost you anything to come in one two three days a week if you need right. um, and also to be able to say okay we can take care of you uh, until we can get you to you know a therapy appointment or get into a psychiatrist if that's the appropriate way so yeah it's, uh, we really have worked closely with peer support and we are available to do whatever we can to help support in uh, the way that we can 
support. So on that side, so like very clearly the clinic has, has the, you know, clinician side, right? Like I, I'm not feeling well, you know, I need a physical, um, but on the wellness side, um, who's, I, I guess, who's doing that work? Is that, is that you? Is that, uh, other providers? Is it, the provider that's available in the clinic, Amanda Milam, uh, she's a nurse practitioner. She has the experience and ability to take care of that as well. Gotcha. Um, I do see patients um, that um, maybe are a little more complex. Um, and then uh, I also help to get patients where they are going to get the most appropriate care. Um, the city is very difficult to get into uh, psychiatry and therapy. Uh, for obvious reasons, the pandemic has really, um, you know, bogged down all of the resources. Um, so we can most of the time uh, get a, a more direct line to other resources that are available um, through the health insurance, but also through EAP, yeah. which is the Employee Assistance Program. Um, but the the really good thing is, is that the patient can come, as I said, you know, come to us. Um, we offer video visits. So if it isn't as convenient to uh, come into the clinic to kind of check in, uh, you can do it from your computer or you can do it from your phone. Um, you know, it's, it's really easy to say, hey, I'm going to take my break for 30 minutes and, right. you know, go, um, somewhere quiet and confidential and, you know, have your appointment and be able to talk about what you need to, to talk about. So, yeah. And I, <clears throat> I've said this once before I, I, we, I, I touched on it, um, in the, the podcast that we recorded with peer support and, you know, unapologetically unashamed, um, like have gone to talk therapy myself, um, sent my wife, to therapy after a traumatic event at her job. Um, you know, she did several rounds of EMDR to kind of help her through, um, a, a, a traumatic event. And like the, I, I feel like the stigma around mental health and, and just talking to people, um, is lessening and like, does not hurt my feelings, does not hurt my pride to, to very openly like say, yep, I've, I've been to a provider. I've, I've done some therapy. It's fantastic. Probably everyone that, that has a job and is dealing with, with real life problems, whether that's marital issues or, you know, other family issues, issues with your children, um, issues from your own childhood, <laughs> issues with work. Like it, it is not surprising to me that it's as difficult as it is to see a provider right now, especially in Austin, um, where you have a lot of people, a lot of people that can afford to go to the doctor, um, a, a lot of programs for those people that can't afford to go to the doctor. Um, and you know, generally I feel like this community, uh, the stigma doesn't exist to the level that it might exist in other, in other parts of, of, of the country. And so it's, uh, I say all that to say, like, if you feel like you need to talk to someone, go talk to someone. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. it's talk therapy is really great because, you know, we're not therapists, we're not counselors, but we're really good listeners. And sometimes we can just 
um, you know, bouncing off your thoughts and and feelings about something uh, from an from a objective person, you know, saying, you know what, I'm really mad about this in this situation, and you know, uh, just hearing yourself say it kind of relieves that pressure sometimes. And when it's a, you know, talking with an objective person. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to fix everything and we're not there to take over your problems and, you know, direct you, but we can certainly listen and we can coordinate, uh, the best treatment plan. Uh, and sometimes that involves medication, which we can prescribe and we can monitor. And, um, it, it ends up being, we are seeing, uh, an uptick in, um, mental health patients. Um, diagnoses are in the top. 10 diagnoses of patients that we see uh, and the top 10 medications that we prescribe. So the good thing is people are getting help. Uh, We just want to make sure that everybody that needs it knows that there is an opportunity uh, to, to get some care if they need it. Yeah, that's, it's fantastic. Like I said, I, I cannot stress that. And it's crazy. I've, I've, I've been a police officer for, um, I don't know, 17 and a half years started the academy 18 years ago earlier this week um and so have been around for for a bit and the the shift uh is interesting right to to just kind of look back and see the the changes in how we look at mental health for officers how do we how we deal with wellness um you know, we, we talked about wellness for a bit at this agency before we actually, you know, were about wellness. And, um, you know, that's probably the same for lots of places across the country. But, um, you know, we have far too many people taking their own lives in this profession. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunately, it, it's that's true for the fire department and, and our EMTs as well. And so it's... Uh, I just can't stress enough. If you need, if you need that help, if you need to be connected with resources, right? Like reach out to the APA, reach out to peer support, go to the clinic, just go, go somewhere to try to get some, some help. Um, it's yes. just, it's a, it's a problem we deal with far too much now. And I will say like, like we, we yes. still have, have brothers and sisters that, that deal with demons far, far, far too often. Yes, it is unfortunate that those statistics continue to climb uh, in general in the public. And this is one thing that we really want to really stress with the police and fire and EMS when, you know, or or anyone who is seeing or experiencing, um, you know, symptoms of of uh, anxiety or, you know, PTSD uh, after a, a traumatic event or just accumulation of traumatic events. Um, so yes, we are, we are here for you and, uh, we want to do what we can to help, uh, support you. Thanks. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, comforting to, to, like I said earlier, like, I don't know how you guys have existed for two years and, uh, you know, I just found out about this, this clinic a couple months ago, but it's, it it just, it seems like a no brainer. And, And I will say, um, I, I am often one to be very, very critical of this city. Um, and you know, but I also am not scared to, to give the city props when they're doing something right. And this is, 
it's it's something that they're doing well, right? And it's like I remember when I was a rookie, there was a a doctor that worked for the police department, and you know he did physicals and and you know did new hire like check ins, you, you do a hearing screening with him, stuff like that, and. But he had an office, and if you were sick, you could go see him. If I got poison ivy one time, and you know, I, I remember as a kid getting poison ivy and getting like a little steroid pack of pills that you'd take for seven days, and I got it searching through some woods, that, you know, searching for a guy, and the only thing I was I was concerned with was it was right next to my eye, and so I like made an appointment with him and went in, and I was like, hey, sir, like. Um, it's, you know, I got poison ivy on a call, uh, you know, was hoping I could get one of those seven day steroid packs. And he's like, oh, so you're a doctor now, huh? You're going to prescribe your own meds. He's like, you get nothing. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Dad, thanks for nothing. But, you know, but when you weren't pissing him off, like he was there and, and guys and gals could go see him. And then, you know, that went away when he retired and, and, his replacement was brought in and you know it's just different but it would it like it it is a great opportunity uh not opportunity is not right to work not the right word it's a great um perk I, I guess right for for our officers and 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 again for all city employees like hey here's a here's a no cost opportunity for you to try to take care of yourself and and you know everything from I'm I don't feel well to I need to talk to someone. I need some. I need some resources. I need to be pointing in the right direction. So, yes. just a, a fantastic like whoever at the city thought of this. Like I, I would give them a high five in a heartbeat. Like great, great opportunity for to take care of your people, but also to like to show your people that you care enough to take care of them. And even if it was nothing more than, hey, we can spend a little bit of money to run a clinic, hoping to save money because we're catching stuff early. Like even if it was purely financial like i would still give them props and give them high fives like you're you're doing right by your people you know no matter what what's driving the decision so um, well i will give a shout out to chris vikaikel he uh, runs the health and wellness program for the city and he's been our biggest advocate um he's just been wonderful to work with and really has his finger on the pulse of what um what is needed um, and we'll do everything in his power to get uh, done what he feels strongly needs to, to get done. So he's been a pleasure to work with and is one, our biggest fan. I wanted to go back to one of the things that you said um, about not getting the steroid pack. Um, <laughs> that is one thing that does happen uh, sometimes, um, you know, we don't all we aren't always able to give you what you want or think <laughs> you need. Sure. We practiced evidence-based care and that is a high quality level of health care. Um, and we actually measure our metrics on how well we do with chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, um, obesity. So we actually measure those and reflect those in our utilization reports that we send to the city every month. And we do a great job. I will, I, I really feel that we have a great program. We have a wonderful provider and um, really can make a difference in your life. That's fantastic. Anything else, Christopher, that you have for? 
No, I think it's just a, a tremendous resource, and you've talked about it a lot, and it's a it's a creative benefit that the city can do in order to help out its workforce and help out our officers, and I'd love to see more of this. Yeah, Let's, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I you know I hope that you guys do so well that they open a second one north, and you know a, a third one out west, and you know like it's 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 a fantastic resource, and I can imagine that once more people know and are aware and and are accustomed, right? Like mm-hmm. um, once you know about something and it's easy and it's, it's, it's free and, you know, like people will, people are going to use it and, and I hope they feel scheduled to the point where you guys are opening up, you know, second and third locations to, to continue to serve our, not only our members, but, <clears throat> but all the members of of uh, all the employees uh, of the city. So, um, I, I, guess- I, I think one of the, the key things is just like all the stuff that y'all are covering. You know, whether or not it's I need a, an appointment because I, I I don't feel good, like I'm sick. I I think I might have a cold, the flu, strep, whatever it is. Uh, you set up an appointment. You can go in and do that. And like, if I'm really just feeling under the weather, like with my emotions, like then go in, like set up an appointment for that, all sorts of stuff. You need a physical, like it's, it's a tremendous resource that's available, broad, broad spectrum for every city employee and every officer. It's, it's fantastic. Um, Dr. Noel, I'll give you kind of the last few minutes. If there's anything else that you want to want to cover or, I just want to make sure that everybody uh, knows about the clinic and um, the opportunity for us to take care of you. It's an honor. We are here for you as the patient, and we want to do our best. Um, Like I said earlier, we are one of the best clinics in the city, and we'd love to have an opportunity to take care of you and help you achieve your wellness and health goals. All right. 5202 East Ben White. It's on the north side of Ben White, just west of Alvin Devane, down in Henry Sector. Uh, you have a phone number for folks that, that if they wanted to call and set an appointment? We have a, um, a call center that uh, the phones go into the call center, and then um, they can help schedule an appointment or get a message to the providers. Um, and that number is 512 640 four nine nine seven or you can go to mypremisehealth.com and register for the portal it's very easy on the landing page just says new user register here Um, you put in the information it requests and you'll be able to register and then you can make an appointment you can see the hours um, which actually i didn't mention we're open monday through friday 7 a.m to 4 p.m we're closed from 12 to 1 daily and any city of uh, Austin holidays. So we run the same schedule as the city of Austin. Um, but you can go to the portal page um, and um, set up your account. After you set up your account through the portal, uh, then you can download the app. And it is the Premise Health app uh, and do all of the things there. Have your appointment schedule, cancel, reschedule, send a message to the clinical team request a refill if we've prescribed the medication. It's all very easy. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
we'll and I'll make, I'll make sure all that's in, included in the links. And so don't worry, guys, as you're taking notes on all this, <laughs> I'll, I'll include it all. Thank you, Christopher. Um, Dr. Noel, I greatly, greatly appreciate your time. Um, thank you for being patient with me and, and our schedule. And um, I just thank you and your team on, on behalf of, of the police department's members, the APA members, um, for, for the work that y'all are doing. And, um, like I said, I, I hope we, I hope we fill y'all's schedule with, uh, you know, with, with our members going to, to see for, for, for what ever, everything that they need. So we appreciate it. Thank you again for your time and, uh, and for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And we look forward to seeing each and every one of you. Thank you. <laughs> As always, uh, if you have an idea for another podcast episode, feel free to drop us a line, shoot me a text, shoot me an email. Uh, stay safe out there. Talk to you guys soon.